Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, what up, everyone? This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Emmy Award-winning sports analyst, world traveler, and 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lige Doosable, and you know I'm with my guys. He is the host of Cover 24 Podcast. If he could play any role in a movie or show, it would be Ghost from Power. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. My guy, B-Flow, Brandon Flowers, and a man who literally knows everyone, was a first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans, and is also a rap artist on the side. My guy, Adam, Pat got that, Pat <laughs> Jones. What's up, fellas? I, I, I like that little slick throw in, dude. You like that? <laughs> yeah. What up, B Flowers? I got that pack. What's up, hey, Pat? What's going on, man? Hey, I'm on with you. I know we're gonna have one today on our hands. Oh yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Um, don't we? Yeah, we got a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. A lot happening in every sports: uh, baseball, basketball, football, World Cup right around the corner. MLS Cup Finals right around the corner. So there's a lot going on in the world. So, man, you know, we always got the Thursday night football games. I think there's a couple college football games on as well. So always a lot to talk about on a Thursday night, Ben. Man, how's everybody been doing tonight? How is the first part of your week been going? I'm, I'm good. As long as we end in this latter part of the week, you know, weekends, you get a chance to sit back, watch football, travel. So, hey, we heading into that latter part of the week. So I'm good over here. What about you, Pat? Um, you know, Thursday I I'm getting ready for a fight, so I, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. you gotta do. You can't just okay. say that and think it's over well, with. What I, you I, mean? No, no, no. I, I shouldn't say. Can I just tell I you, am, I'm, I'm getting ready for a fight, but I don't know. They gotta get the numbers right, but most likely I'm thinking. They so is is there any way you know for everybody listening for us on I Am Athlete tonight? Yeah. Can you tease who potentially you're going in the ring against? Um, I can't. Because the mm. numbers are not right yet. I like, got you. So I want to do, I don't want to be blowing them up. And then y'all be like, Pat, oh, and they, like, oh, we're going to leave you. I mean, it ain't no different than these boxers now. I mean, everybody no. thought that, uh, what was it, that Spence fight was about to happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. So I'm quite sure the numbers weren't right. So you got to make sure the numbers <laughs> right. The numbers always got to be right. Hey, just, 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 just give me a wink if I'm telling the truth. Is it Le'Veon Bell? No, Le'Veon Bell way too big for me, man. <laughs> oh, you don't want that smoke? Hell no. I don't want no smoke with Le'Veon. <laughs> B, nah. if you decided to go the boxing route, just say hypothetically, yeah, who would be the one guy that you would go in the ring with? 
Uh, it'll have to be a receiver, man. Um, mm. I don't know, bro. I can't even hypothetically think about me going to that ring. I just, <laughs> you say you ain't know, even I'm, think I'm about it, man. Like, we man, that boxing ring around. something totally yeah. different, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool. I'm gonna let Pac them have that. A lot of people learning the hard way. We have down here in Florida. Yeah, a lot of people learning the hard way that that ain't that ain't that ain't it. Sometimes going in that boxing ring, yeah, you might you might get a lick, but you might get licked too. <laughs> Real quick, anybody can get hit on any given day now. Man, like they got random people. I mean, Lamar. I think I seen Lamar Odom in the boxing ring one time. I'm like, it's getting out of hand. Now, I always thought like so. Let me ask you this, Adam Pac-Man Jones, because you've actually had a couple fights. Do you think about what boxers in that profession think about these celebrity fights, right? Because imagine us, we playing football, and then we got, say we got social media lights and everything. If they had a football league, like how would you look at that compared to you going into the boxing ring? That's impossible. Like you can't compare that because 90% that's in the social world don't have a lick of talent. They like, get in that boxing ring still. <laughs> yeah, but have you seen the social people that's got in the boxing ring? Yeah. I mean, Jake like, Paul technically was a social person. All right, Jake Paul, who else? That's about it. You're right, yeah, as far like, as the social part. <laughs> and as far as us football players that's dabbing in it, like, we are already in a gladiator sport. Yeah, it's a team mm. sport, but it's really win by any means necessary. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's no different than – Working on your craft, uh, blocking punch, misses and shots, then making a block or crack backing on somebody on the correct toss. Mm. Same thing. Do you think these celebrity boxing matches are here to stay, or do you think this is just it's hot right now and you know that's what it is? Um, I, I think it's gonna be hot for a good little while. Mm. What do you think, um, B Flow? it's going to have to be good fights, right? Like, you can't have you can't have Jake Paul to go in and start. Like, people go get tired of people like Jake Paul who's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to merge that wave and Mm. continue to fight non-boxing, non you know, talent, combat strikers, you know what I'm saying? Like, real boxers, right? If you start fighting amateur boxers or people that know how to box, it's going to be here for a while because people just like entertainment at the end of the day. Like, we don't mm. care what they naturally rank. Like, as long as y'all can fight when y'all get in there, people don't mind seeing that. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it just, just depends on the matchups, right? If we keep yeah, getting matchups. matchups, if you know, if we got some guys that maybe have personal beef on the side or even fra- fabricated personal beef on the side, I think people are going to tune in to keep watching it. I think Jake Paul is going to have a say-so on how far this goes, right? Because he's like the figurehead for these celebrity boxing matches, he's a really good marketer, right? Can he be as good of a marketer as, you know, somebody like Floyd and keep this thing going? I think that's where it really comes down to. You muted, Pat. I I think Jake Paul should fight Le'Veon Bell. I bet you Le'Veon Bell would be Jake Paul ass. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Jake Paul, no. like he kind of serious Jake with Paul, that thing. Listen to <laughs> what I'm telling y'all. Now, y'all want to break? Y'all hear it right here now. Set up the fight between Jake Paul and Le'Veon Bell. It'll be interesting to see that fight. I mean, because they, Jake they Paul beat way. Anderson Silva, who's a UFC fighter. Le'Veon fight fought Uriah Hall, who's a UFC fighter, and Uriah Hall kind of gave him that work. So I mean, I, granted, Anderson Silva is older, 
So, I, you know, honestly, I would like to see Uriah Hall versus Jake Paul to see how that pans out. What y'all think about that? Uh, I want entertainment, man. Like, that's the only way it's going to stay around. You got to be entertained. Honestly, like, I want to see Frank uh, versus like, Le'Veon because uh, nah. Frank called Le'Veon out. <laughs> oh, for real? That'll be a good fight. Yeah, because and Le'Veon was saying Steve he's the best. Smith. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. How about you and Steve Smith? Me versus Steve Smith. That's what yeah. That's yeah. the one we want. I want smoke. I don't give a fuck. Hey, you heard the info on Steve Smith, sign the papers. We finna man. send them to you. Steve Smith. You and Pac Man Jones in the ring. What? This is I Am Athlete tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosbull, with my guys, Brandon Flowers. I would have took Chad. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I would have took Chad, but Chad, Chad, Chad done ran away from me. You would have fought Chad? Yeah, I would have fought Chad. He said, Yeah, I would have fought. Yeah, I would have fought out of here. I went out of there practice enough, huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. I went back and forth and practice enough, huh? What? Oh, my God. And I would say, bro, he 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 helped me with being a lot more patient because you know Chad, he get up that. Yeah, he got the, he got that footwork. I'm like, bro, run the route. I'm just backing up. <laughs> Him and Stevie Johnson, bro. When it came to route running, I felt for y'all, Beef Flow. Cause I know they was out there. Have you ever played Stevie Johnson, Beef Flow? We used to play him every year. When he was in Buffalo, for some reason, we used to play him every year. We lived together in San Diego for a little bit, so. Nah, he was cold with it, man. It's like man, a you talking about guy. making up routes. That boy used to make routes up, boy, on the fly. Man, he the, one who put Ken- he the one who put Keenan Allen under his wing over there. When Keenan Keenan was like year two over there in San Diego, we was all over there. Yeah, like he got Keenan like on the release moves and being patient in his routes. Like Stevie Johnson, official with it for sure. Yeah. Hey, imagine doing one on one with Chad in practice, though, bro. That yeah. had to be oh, that work. Man, this man, he said, yeah, I didn't catch it, but I'm still open. (laughs) (laughs) Every time he catch it on me, it's like, (laughs) what? What'd you say? Now, don't you say nothing else for the whole day. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like he would do something like that, too. Chad was definitely one of the best I've ever played against. I put, he's in my top three. Who you have to I've been trying to tell people. T.O. and Randy Moss. Okay. Go ahead, B-Flow. I'm trying to tell people what made Chad like like that because people don't understand how tall he is, right? Like you don't realize how tall Packy, I mean uh Chad is until you walk up on him, but he get in and out his break and his feet work is like a five nine, five ten guy, bro. And he mm. he gets with his hands, he don't catch with his body. So he, he had every little skill set that you needed on that island to yeah. be nice out there and give you some trouble. Were there any receivers that you guys played that had better footwork than Chad? Um, I don't know as far as footwork. No, I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. This motherfucker can twirl a little soccer ball like he is. Like <laughs> Odell might be the closest one if you ask me. I'm just talking about like coming out the ball and doing all that shit at the top of the route or it. And And it's unconventional, too. It ain't no regular, like, uh uh-uh, his feet will be pointed one way, but he'll turn his body up. You know what I'm saying? You can't pick up on nothing. Like, with most receivers, you know when they go break down, when they go, which way they go come out, they break. Chad's just so unconventional the way he do everything. All Mm. them routes that they running now, you know how the kids coming off the ball, doing all that crazy? Oh, boom, I want to do all that release. All that shit came from Chad. Oh, hundred percent. Chad like, started that for sure. Let's go ahead and, and put the juice with the juice. Wasn't nobody. Everybody hated that. Like, yo, 
quarterback got the <laughs> so much time, bro. Get to your spot. So now, like, they don't implemented it in there where these kids are having a field day at the top of a route right now. Yeah, I think Chad was one of the first receivers where you where he had receivers thinking about being creative in their releases, right? And how you can run a slant, but actually run a double slant while doing it, right? Not too many people were doing that. Like, you see a guy run a slant, DB's breaking on it. Now this dude running a double slant on you, and it's like, damn. And, but it comes with, you know, him and Carson Palmer had a real rapport, right? Like, it's it's hard to do that when you have a, a quarterback that's either new or, you know, you're bouncing around different teams, right? It's it's a lot easier to do that when you have a rapport with a quarterback because you can work on, this is where I like to break, you know, quarterback or the quarterback can tell you, this is where I want you when I, I'm throwing this route. So, yeah, Chad Chad Johnson was definitely one of the, the, the inventors of really, like, changing up the route tree and as far as being inventive and in how you get to certain routes. Let's go ahead and get into the show, fellas. We have a really good show tonight. Can the Jets upset the Buffalo Bills if Zach Wilson plays mistake-free football? We'll talk about that. James Harden will miss a month with a foot injury. How big of a loss is this for the Sixers? We'll discuss that. And we'll preview tonight's Thursday night football matchup between the Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'll give you my top prop bets. But first, Brandon Cook's situation with the Houston Texans is getting ugly. Now, the disgruntled Texans receiver, Brandon Cooks, will not play tonight against the Eagles. Now, Cooks, who wanted to be traded and publicly complained when he remained with the Texans after Tuesday's trade deadline, has been ruled out for tonight's game, according to multiple reports, with Cooks missing a couple of practices and not playing in tonight's game against the Eagles (laughs) due to his um, apparent unhappiness with the fact that he wasn't traded. Cooks could be in danger of losing the very thing that made a trade impossible. His fully guaranteed salary of $18 million for 2023. Now, according to the details of his deal, which were provided to ProFootballTalk.com, the guaranteed salary for 2023 becomes null and void if Cook commits a default. What is a default? A default occurs if, among other things, the player without prior written consent of Coach Levy Smith or GM Nick Casario fails to practice with or play for the club for reasons other than a football-related injury or illness. Now, it appears Cooks has checked out this week due to the fact that he wasn't traded. The Texans could wipe out his 2023 guaranteed money off the books and then cut him. I'm going to start with you, Adam Pac-Man Jones. We kind of talked about this situation earlier in the week. We thought maybe Brandon Cooks would be moved, but we said – his money was too high for a team to potentially maybe want to trade for him. Then there were rumors that came out of Houston that they wanted a second and fourth round pick. So to get Brandon Cooks, you'd have to pay for his $18 million and potentially give up a second and fourth round pick, which kind of made it impossible to trade him. Cook wasn't traded because nobody wanted to inherit that salary or give up that much draft capital. Um, Now he may be eventually in trouble of losing his salary if the you know the absences were unwarranted because he was mad about the trade. Is Brandon Cook screwing himself in the situation by not coming back with his teammates and, and handling it the right way and playing? Um yeah, he is, man. You know, you already signed up for it. You know, sometimes you can get the deal done, sometimes you can't. And at this point, like, I don't believe in that quitting shit. Like, mm. you can't you can't get traded now. Get your ass back. Help the team. You signed up for this, bro. 
Mm. So I, I, me personally, and I'm and I'm just stuck in my ways. Like that make me don't fuck with a person because at, at at a certain time, bro, you're getting paid big money. It ain't like it ain't the money issue that you worry about. So that's one thing. Like you can't deal with the coach. Shit, come here, put your headphones in, but do what you get paid to do, bro. The team mm. is dependent on you, and that ain't fair to all the other fifty-two or fifty-three guys in the locker room just because you and your motherfucking feelings because you ain't get traded. Mm. I don't believe in that shit. That shit is a cop out. It's almost, you know what I mean, like a motherfucker quitting at halftime. I just, I don't get that. <laughs> like at the end of the day, get be mad at your agent. Your agent didn't get the deal done. If if you want to be mad at anybody, but it, you can't, you cannot give up on your team like that. I just don't mm. believe in that shit. I ain't with it. I ain't promoting it. I don't give a damn what the problem. Yeah, before I go to UB Flow, I'm glad you brought up that point, right, Adam Pac-Man Jones, because there's so much to in, unpack right here. Let's break this down. Last year, Brandon Cooks decides to sign this extension. He knew the Houston Texans may be a little bit better, but he knew they weren't going to be a great football team. So my thing is, we're always big proponents of the players should get as much money as possible as soon as they can get it. I'm all with that. I'm with you, though, Pac. Right. You knew what you signed up for when you signed this extension with the Houston Texans. You knew by getting 18 guaranteed next year, yeah. it was going to be damn near impossible to move you. Plus, the Houston Texans want to draft capital in return as well. So now a team has to give up draft picks and pay you 18 million a year like you already knew. And if you didn't know, that's shame on you. And like you said, like, shame on your agent for not explaining that. Because yeah. when you signed your name on that dotted line, you were signing up to play with the Houston Texans for the next couple years, knowing you were going to get more money with them than you probably would have got on the open market, right? And that was, you know, the caveat to you signing with them. So to your point, Adam Pac-Man Jones, like that pisses me off if I'm in that locker room. One, you're a captain on this team. You wear a C on your jersey, right? We expect our captains to go out there and fight. If you have a disagreement with the people upstairs, then that's your disagreement with them. That has nothing to do with us in the locker room. We're going out there every day, laying it on the line during practice and during games. We expect our captain to be there. Again, I'm all for you being disgruntled. But like you said, Pat, go out there and do your job because you decided to sign that extension. Nobody forced your hand in signing that extension. So, Brandon Files, I want to bring you in. If you're a player on that locker room like me and Pac-Man were just talking about, how do you look at this situation with Brandon Cooks? Now, y'all hit it on the head. It's one thing to be mad at you know, upstairs, the upper management, right? Because I'm pretty sure we all been places where we ain't like either the head coach, GM, the owner, your DC, somebody you didn't like, right? But at the end of the day, those are those are boys you're in the locker room with. Those are homies. Like, they have nothing to do with that. It's times that I played, and I wasn't cool with a general manager at the time because nice. I felt like he was doing some things that I didn't agree with to me. And he walk he walk uh, in front of everybody before every game and shake their hand and I wouldn't shake his hand like I didn't care if I was there in front of everybody <laughs> they see me not shaking his hand I'm like bro you know we don't rock like that like we're not doing it on game day either but at the same time like my homies also knew in that locker room that we were gonna I'm I'm gonna they will get my offer they will get a hundred percent it's nothing that I'm gonna leave on the field for them so I, I don't understand what like you said he just signed an extension like. What, what changed from last year to this year? Now, on the field, I can see why he's frustrated because you're talking about a guy who had 6,000-yard seasons. He played with Drew Brees. He played with Tom Brady. Yep. He's been to the Super Bowl in a, 
with, ja- with, with Jared Goff. With yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's used to uh, offense getting him the rock and quarterbacks really delivering it to him. So he might be mad on the field because Mills might not be feeding him a or whatever, you know. So I didn't yeah. understand that you would want to get traded because as a player, you know, receivers built different too. Like they they kind of divas. Like they ain't getting the ball, they'll throw their little tantrums, right? <laughs> so so they they wired a little different from us. So I can see why he's disgruntled on the field. Yeah. But man, you gotta play ball. Like you you just don't go in and talk to whoever you mad at, whether it's management or whoever, but you gotta go out there and ride for your boys in that locker room, like y'all said at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's the thing, right, that we talked about. I think it's more of he's mad about what's happening on the field, but we all expect Davis Mills to take a step, but how big of a step did you think was going to be taken? That's my question to Brandon Cooks when you decided to sign that deal. Again, like, he's had a 1,000-yard season with everybody, no matter who the quarterback is. Brandon Cooks gets it done. But if you look at the film, B-Flow, it's been bad, like, Perfect example, uh, second, third down of the game last week, right? Uh, Christian Fulton, the corner from the Tennessee Titans, inside leverage as if he knows what the play is. It's a hitch play. It's a hitch. They got one-on-one. It's man across the board. I think uh, Brandon Cook's route, route concept is a, is a hitch. But he has the option for hitch and go depending on the leverage of the corner. So Brandon yeah. Cooks runs the hitch and go, and Davis Mills throws it like, a five, like five yards inside where Fulton is. As if it's a hitch. So it's so funny because the ball skipped past Cooks, right? He ain't even turned around, B-Flower or Adam Pacman Jones. He saw the ball skip past him and just walked off to the sideline and didn't even turn around and look at the quarterback. You know how most receivers will look back and be like, bro, what is you doing? Like, I had to – he ain't even do – you could tell he was disgruntled and just walked off. But my thing is, you already knew that that's what it was when you played with this dude last year as a rookie. Now, he showed spurts of being able to maybe be a – good game manager, but he probably wasn't going to be the guy. And it, being a veteran that Brandon Cooks is, he got, he had to know that upstairs was looking to potentially bring in a quarterback in the future to help them out, right? Because they weren't able to get one of the quarterbacks that they wanted. Can, um, they can, ended I, up can taking... I interrupt you for one second? I don't Go ahead. But let's let's be real, bro. Brandon Cooks would have not got near the amount of money that he got for the Texans. Nowhere else. Oh no, that's what I said that earlier. I said he wouldn't. He wouldn't have got that in free agency. Only reason the Texas signed his ass because they ass was trying to save their goddamn face from getting rid of the uh 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 the quarterback uh the uh Deshaun Watson and um Deshaun they had to get they had to get rid of Deshaun but yeah uh oh D Hopkins yeah D Hop like come on so they had to pay him and they paid him top dollar he wouldn't got that much money nowhere else. That's is and he, that's why he signed he, that deal, he, Pac. Is he a first? Come on, bro. We ain't going in the game doubling him. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> he nice though, Pat. He, he nice, nice, but he ain't no he ain't no eighteen million nice. Yeah, and, and that's why I said you know he wouldn't have got that on the open market. I think that's why he was he so five quick. or six, seven million. Yeah, he yeah two or nah, three. He got to get more than that. That's yeah, the market. Yeah, he got yeah, to give him at least ten what to twelve. Tyler Boyd getting paid? I don't know. That he ain't better than Tyler Boyd. I, I mean, the yardage show he better than him. <laughs> yeah. If it, when they if, lose if I'm a team, if I'm a team that don't got no receivers, like I was saying uh, when I was on the show Tuesday, if I, if I'm Green Bay, yeah, I might give him a little something, like because he's been productive. I need a receiver that's gonna stretch the field a little bit for me. Like 
I yeah. give them around 10 to 12 if I'm Green Bay. But but, no, but that's the thing, B Flow. I don't give them 10 to 12 to go to Green Bay. Yeah, no production. Players no, I get think he would paid all the time. You you players get paid over all overpaid all the time. It just yeah. depends on what you need. If you need something bad, that's why Christian Kirk got that deal in Jacksonville. Yeah. Zay like, Jones they, getting they, paid they almost twelve million dollars is the number two, and and that was the reason why he got the deal in 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 Texas. Might, yeah. might be right. Right time. <laughs> hey, hey, right time, right place. Now we ain't hating on the money now. Like get the bread. But I'm just saying if 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 oh Tyler Boy get 8.4 this year. But that's what I'm saying, because he's a third guy. Hey, like Cook I mean, Cook, like Brandon Cooks has always 10. been the one or two. Yeah, Cook was the two always. Well, no, nah, with then, the Texans, he's the number one. Yeah, because they traded who? We just talked about this. He was yeah. number one at first. So they traded D Hop. Then he became the number one, right? Yeah. And and then and you got to remember who was the quarterback when he became number one. Yeah. You talking about Deshaun? Huh? Yeah. 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 It's a lot of motherfuckers. That, it's a lot of motherfuckers that can be number one. Yeah, he, he got he got Will he got Will Fuller a nice little one year oh, deal man. in Miami. Yeah. Well, like yeah. we got to put some respect on. The people that he played with now, yeah. You put, him with a reg- you put him with a regular quarterback, you get regular numbers. Yeah, but but going back to your point because we gotta get to the break soon. Uh, be flow about Green Bay. You were surprised they didn't do anything. The thing is, like Green Bay probably would have done something, but they didn't want to pay eighteen mil. They would have probably had the Texans try to pay, you know, six or seven of that. And the Houston Texans seemed like they weren't going to do that because if you got to think about it, if you're the Houston Texans, we just gave you this deal this offseason. Why the hell would we pay a portion to trade you away somewhere? Like that don't make no sense. So I mean, I think that was a part of the issue. So again, you can the only person he can really get mad at is himself for taking that deal and deciding that the money was more important than him being happy and potentially, you know, fighting for a playoff spot somewhere else. That's on you. You took the money and, and most players do. So I don't I don't even blame you. I would have probably took the money as well. Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Sirius XM podcast. I'm so excited about the Men's World Cup starting November 20th, and we'll have coverage all tournament long. I'll be talking to former players, top analysts, and offering some of my unique perspective as Team USA looks to make a deep run in Qatar. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. USA! 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 The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. 
Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Adam Pack, man, Jones, and Brandon Flowers. And James Harden will be out for a month. Now, Philadelphia 76ers all-star guard James Harden has suffered a right foot tendon strain and is expected to miss a month. Harden sustained the injury in a 121-111 loss to the Washington Wizards last night. Now, Harden was cooking this season. He was averaging 22 points a game, seven rebounds, and 10 assists per contest. Harden's injury puts an added onus on 76ers center Joel Embiid, who has carried a considerable load during the two straight years where he was runner-up for campaign for the MVP. And the emergence of young superstar Tyrese Maxey will be big as well. Now, in Harden's absence, the Sixers will presumably presumably insert De'Anthony Milton into the starting lineup and direct much more of the offense through Embiid and Maxey as well, like they did before his arrival in a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Brandon Flowers, how much could Harden's injury potentially derail the Sixers' season? I don't think it will derail it too much. You know, MB has shown that he can step up and play at MVP caliber level. Um, the thing that we do have to watch out for, though, is is he going to be able to stay in shape at the end of the day, right? Because he looked good this year. You can see he yep. dropped a couple pounds. He's moving better. He bought it's like he always bought into the team when he was with the 76, but you can see when Doc Rivers wanted to change his game a little, like he was he was all for it. So his thing is he get to sit from the side. I know he's a vet, but you can always learn as a vet. But his biggest thing is gonna be can he keep that weight off and mm. come back ready uh when he does come back a month later. You know, this gives a chance for Mac and all those guys just to feel their stuff a little bit more, get the team to get a little bit more confidence. And I think the 76ers will be good. They're a veteran team, pretty much. They got a veteran coach that's been here, done that. So they'll, they'll be all right. Yeah, Pac-Man, I asked you the same question. Do you think this derails the Sixers so far? I mean, it's early in the season, but going forward, do you think this derails them, him missing a month? Yeah, you know how it go. Missing one of your star players a whole month. NB finna have a field day shooting the ball. Then, it, you know, it's got to build back into the chemistry after a month. That's going to take a whole nother two and a half, three weeks. I don't know, man. I think Shady is going to be highly upset. Uh, Which is funny because he wasn't the biggest fan of Harden. Oh, he do not like Harden. He say Hardy is washed. <laughs> me, me, Hardy, my boy, I like Hardy game. The step back, boom, boom, pop, pop. Uh, yeah, I like that. But do the 76ers play with chemistry or they just got players that do their own thing? I think they one that's that's a that was a good one, but they play one on one. You're right because that's the problem. That's why in the playoffs, you know, there's no chemistry. You know, either the, either James Hardy got to go off and MB get his yeah. his his off. James they, Hardy, they, they don't do that. And only thing about James Hardy, he don't be like that in the playoffs. Yeah, nah, he, he struggles in the playoffs. So let me ask you this, Brandon Flowers, as you look at this landscape of the Eastern Conference, right? I probably had the Sixers as three, maybe four seed. Where do you put them now if Harden misses a whole month? Mm. If he misses a month, I, I honestly, uh, that might drop them to the fifth seed because it's not like they started out hot, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they started out hot, so they might, 
it might drop to the fifth seed, but at the same time, I expected Brooklyn to be better. Uh, I, I, they'll, they'll finish around the five seed. I'm, I'm not going to put too much on it. I don't know. What would you feel, dude? Do you think this would drop them from top three or four to, like, seven? Yeah. I think it's going to drop them to six or seven, only because uh, Antoine Walker, our teammate, he told us early in the season, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and my goodness, B-Flow, yeah. Was he right? Yeah. Karis LeVert, uh, yeah. Spider Mitchell, they have been, Darius Garland, they have been cooking in Cleveland. There hasn't been this much excitement since LeBron was there. And I, I thought they had a solid team, right? Because Karis LeVert, remember, he had the injury. He was working his way back. Spider Mitchell, to me, you know, I wanted, I thought Miami was going to be in on him. I thought him and Jimmy Butler would have made a nice tandem. But Darius yeah. Garland is a, a young star. They got this the size in Jared Allen, like, this team can be dangerous in the playoffs because they're they're coming out the gate hot, and you gotta think they just got together. They ain't even really got the chemistry like that before. So once they start building that true chemistry, they could be a sleeper in the East. We are we already know the Boston Celtics. They actually beat them the other day, yesterday in overtime. So you know them. We don't know do what's going to happen Atlanta? with the Brooklyn Nets. Do you trust Atlanta and Toronto? I told you. Remember, I said I think Atlanta's a sleeper. I think they could be a four or five seed this year. I I, I like this this young Atlanta team. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, the Knicks have started to play all right as well. So, honestly, man, like, this Sixers team, I like, missing a month could be could be hurtful now. It'd be interesting to see if Maxi really takes over as that number two star role. Like, we've seen him be able to do. I think he dropped, like, 30 or 40 the other night. So he, he has did that last year, though. I think yeah. he did that last year. So, it'd be, you know, B-Flow, how funny would it be if the Sixers actually go on a run without Harden? That's what I'm saying. It's possible. Like, Matter of fact, you know, I, I want to bring in our, our, our social media guy and producer, Cliff. He's a big Philly fan in all sports. Cliff, let me ask you this. Oh, my We've God. been saying that we felt like the offense should have been kind of running through Embiid and Maxi anyway, and James Harden should have been a point guard. But, like, the first couple games of the season, Harden was looking like old Harden. If this Sixer team goes on a run, how do you think they change up the scheme when Harden comes back? When Harden comes back – so, basically, last year when – Harden got traded mid midway through the season. He came in and immediately became the point guard and averaged like 11 assists, you know, did everything right. Maxie had the ball in his hand more, but it's weird because I actually think Maxie's so much better with the ball in his hand and he's not Correct. even a real point guard. So it's like, there's, there's a lot of give and take with that, right? First of all, both of them on the floor together is horrible on defense. You're telling the yeah, truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but second of all, it's like, damn, maybe they should kind of do – I don't, and I don't want to compare it to like Russ's situation. That's what like, I wanted to ask you because I literally was thinking the same thing. <laughs> but it's it's like the caliber of player is so good though, right? Yeah. Because Maxi can be a borderline all star. Harden is obviously a top. I don't know, dudes. What would you say thirteen player in the NBA? Fifteen, whatever. I mean, so many young guys have come up. Do you still put him in that that top fifteen? <laughs> I mean, he averaging twenty six, I believe twelve. And I think it's twenty two. I think he averaging twenty two. But so, I mean, that's still that's still he averaging almost a triple double. Damn, so, they're I mean, a triple double with, with solid numbers too. Yeah. So it's like maybe they should work with this lineup a little bit more and see how Maxi performs without Harden and not keep them on the floor together so much. Even yeah. though both of them are so good individually, uh, and plus, like the offense goes to Embiid anyway, so. We going like if Maxi, Maxi and Embiid, if they develop a good pick and roll relationship, and then you got Melton on the side, you got Tobias Harris, you got guys like George Niang. I mean, Thibel doesn't really play anymore, but shit, mm -hmm. and you know different guys that can actually like stretch the floor and shoot. I think that's I think that benefits the Sixers even like the most, honestly.
Yeah, I want to ask you a follow up. Why, why do you think Thibault doesn't play? Because he's a really good defensive player. I, like, I, see, that's the thing. He's a really good defensive player, but Doc really needed two way players. And the problem yeah. is, he can't hit a three pointer for his life. That is so true. That, that, crowd, that crowds the floor when Embiid is on the floor. So he gets to double team pretty fast, and then the ball has to go out of his hands. So when mm. the ball gets out of his hands, it goes to Thibault, who misses a shot. So it's basically you. like a turnover every time on offense. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was, he was on the all defensive team last year, right? He was on the second team. Second all team, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I second mean, we talked about them shooters. struggling defensively. I'm like, you got your best defensive player on the bench? <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, he had 100 and, bucks, 100 steals, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that's why they were so adamant to get P.J. Tucker, right? A 3 and D guy, a guy that's going to lock in on defense but hits the corner three. So, like you talk about that spacing on the floor when Embiid's down there, he kicks it out to, you know, P.J. Tucker. He's going to hit that three instead of Thibault potentially missing. If I'm not mistaken, I believe P.J. Tucker – is like the best three point corner shooter. Oh, it's NBA. it's yeah. You know, yeah. if he's shooting from that that corner three, it's you can go ahead and count. Yeah, it's I don't going got down. the number. Yeah, I don't got the numbers <laughs> in front of me, but like the past like couple of seasons, he's been the best corner three point shooter in the NBA. Well, before so, I go back to Adam Pac Man Jones and, and before I just want to ask you this last question, Cliff. Uh, with the injury to Harden, where do you see the Sixers now in the Eastern Conference landscape? Come on, Cliff. That I think, the truth, no, no, no. Cliff. If I'm no, I'm gonna be real. So obviously Brooklyn is an abomination, right? <laughs> so kind of, no, like, like they're gonna be. They are. That. It's a they struggle right now. Play is We don't know what's happening with that team. I like Cleveland a lot. I think the cream of the crop of the East has always been the Bucks and the Celtics. Anyway, yeah. So I think we're gonna be in that three, four, five range. Mess around Thank with the Raptors you. a little bit. Mess around with the Hawks a little bit. Okay. It's, some, it's gonna be a little bit of in that middle of the pack Eastern Conference. I think the cream of the crop, uh, Milwaukee and Boston, separate themselves from everybody else in the East. Well, I mean, the way that, that Cleveland suck. team playing, I don't know if they separated them that. I mean, it's still early in the season. And, and and I'm going to go off of what Boston has done and Milwaukee has done for a couple years, right? Yeah. You have to respect that. Yeah. But uh, that Cleveland team, boy, they hungry. And they I are. still like I still like Atlanta. I really do like Atlanta. So we'll see. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. but with my guys, Adam Pac-Man Jones and Brandon Flowers and Luka Doncic. It's coming out hot this season. Seven games with at least 30 points. Now, it's been 60 years since the NBA has seen a season-opening scoring streak like the one that Luka Doncic has this year. Doncic has scored at least 30 points in each of the Dallas Mavericks' first seven games. The longest 30-point streak to start a season since Wilt Chamberlain did it in 1962 and 1963. Luka Doncic is averaging a lead-leading 36.1 36.1 points per game. Now, Brandon Flowers, I know, and Adam Pack, man, I'll start with you, Pack. We, in the beginning of the year, kind of picked our MVP, and I went back and forth, and Cliff, who was just talking with us, who does our social media and is a producer, I was talking to him. We were picking this, and I was going back and forth because I felt like it might be Lucas' time. It might be Lucas' time. But now we get the West, and unless he's averaging a triple-double, it's going to be hard to give it to him because the Mavericks are probably going to be a five, six, or seven seed. So I went with Embiid because I, he's been runner-up the last two years, and I think he gets over the hump this year. But Adam Pacman jones how special of a start to the season have we seen from Luka Doncic? Oh, man, anytime you can hit 30 a game, that's impressive. Like, I ain't, and, and really, like, I'm not really – I was going to even talk shit to you about why you even talking about this first because – what the biggest topic is what LeBron James doing on his 20th year. But I ain't gonna I ain't gonna jump the horn. <laughs> they've know, been struggling over there. They got a win last listen, night, bro, but they've been struggling. I'm not getting his we're, 20 though. We're talking about personal uh personal goals and uh, uh what's the other word I'm looking for? Uh 
accomplishment. Personal co- accomplishments, yeah, right? So yeah. if you want to talk about some <laughs> year 20, LeBron in the league. This man went from Luka Doncic to we're gonna talk about Bron right now. Uh, I, ain't, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna wait. Get but, it in, Pat. I, I, I'm gonna wait till we get. We talking LeBron about Bron next, but man. It's very impressive to score thirty a game right now. You know, it's early in the season. We only had we ain't even had ten games yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's still impressive though. And yeah. we already know we already know where he is. Half of the league says that he's probably the best player in the in, uh, NBA right now. He got to put him up there. So right. when yeah. you get respect from the guys that's in the group that you're playing against, like you got to put some respect on his name. Yeah, Brandon Flowers, let me ask you this. Um, with how he's playing right now, right? And I talked about it, right? Because the Mavericks in the West will probably be a fifth, sixth, seventh seed. Um, what odds do you give him to win the MVP, even if he continues to play like this? Uh, that is tricky, right? Because I feel like Luca always had that hype, that eye on him, that everybody loved Luca, right? He's smiling when he hit a basket. Like everybody loved following him. And that plays a part in you winning the MVP. But I'm not as high on him as everybody else because mm. he, yes, he's scoring a lot of points, but he's taking a whole lot of shots. shots. Right. <laughs> like he's missing a lot of shots, but he's scoring a lot of points. It's almost so you call him you calling him Allen Iverson, is what you said. Or James Harden in Houston. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. Like he gonna put up a lot of shots. So that's gonna that's gonna equate a lot of points, right? Correct. So I if he's the fifth seed, sixth seed, I don't know if I can give it to him. I still think But what if he averages a triple double like Russell Westbrook did? Because remember, he was, I think, a six seed, and he won it because he averaged a triple-double. If he ever averaged a triple-double, you almost got to give it to And him. a 30-point triple-double? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to give it to him. <laughs> it's, it's almost tough because I still think that MVP is going to go through Memphis over there, right? He They got a point guard over there that's special. You think he gonna turn going to win the MVP this year? I think he going to turn it on. I'm oh, telling wow. you, I think I think Memphis gonna be one of the top three seeds, like top two. So he's on the playing, West, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Golden State, they'll figure it out. But no, Golden State will not figure it out. We'll talk about <laughs> they, that they later. Figure it out. I, I wish we bro, had time to get bro, to it. I don't know if we got time when to get to it. Y'all, y'all talk about everybody else, bro, and don't, bro. Y'all be giving. Golden All right, State so quickly, pass. do you want to talk about Bron or you want to talk about Golden State before we go to? All right, let's talk about Bron. Shit, how long I got? You got, y'all, you got y'all, let, let's y'all, switch it up. So the, the Lakers win in overtime. Real quick, Matt Ryan hit a, a uh tying three point at the regulation buzzer to, to get them into overtime. Lonnie Walker made a key three pointer in overtime while scoring 28 points. And the Lakers beat the New Orleans Pelicans 120 to 117 last night. Um, they started off 0 5 to the season, but have come on strong lately. Now, Anthony Davis had 20 points and 16 rebounds. LeBron James. Had 20 points, 10 rebounds, and eight assists for the Lakers, while Russell Westbrook, who continues to come off the bench, had a pretty good night as well. 13 points, nine assists, and seven rebounds, almost a triple-double. Zion Williams when Zion Williamson returned uh, from injury, scored 27 points, and McCullum had 22 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists for the Pelicans, who dropped to four and three. This is LeBron James speaking about Zion Williams, Zion Williamson and how great he'll be. He's in great shape right now. Um, great talent is something we, we've never seen. Um, a talent of, of his size, his speed, his athleticism, just like of a Giannis, uh, just like of a Barkley, of a Shaq. It's just certain talents that come into our league that you've just never seen before. And it's, you know, um, 
Zion is on a, on the verge of being um, great. He's going to be great in this league for a long time. So um, tonight he showed, um, you know, why he's going to be who he's going to be. LeBron James. Now, Adam Pac-Man Jones, I want to give you the floor before we go to break. Your Lakers started off 0-5, have won two straight. Doesn't matter. Are they starting to figure out this rotation with Russell Westbrook? And go ahead and talk about your guy, LeBron, averaging 20 in year 20. Okay, year 20, averaging 27 points. I don't know what the hell you got, 20. (laughs) Don't short him. I was just saying over 20. Put some respect on my boy's name. Last night, he had 20 and 10. Yeah. In year 20. I think he had eight assists, hold too. On, he almost had hold, a triple-double. Hold on. He had a double-double. He missed his triple-double by two. You were right yeah. about that, Bo. I, I, I know you, that's why I'm trying to get to it before you tell all the stats. Hold on. <laughs> you know you know everything. Hey, but look, I want y'all to know that I'm a real LeBron fan, right? So we give a lot of respect on everybody. Hold, hold on, Pac. I love you, but I have to announce this. Breaking news. The Nets have suspended Kyrie Irving. That's wow. not more important than what I'm talking about. <laughs> we're go talking, ahead. Go we're ahead. talking about the king. The king. We're not. Ugh. We've got time for Kyrie right now. We'll go back to that after the break. Yeah. But we're talking about year 20, averaging 27 points, seven and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. I'm talking about in year 20. That means he's been doing 27 points a night. That's what he averaged. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know. I know I'm a good numbers man, but y'all Google, and we be talking about who's the greats and this and that. Y'all Google and tell me uh, who y'all can compare those numbers to, and we, we, you can come back to it later, both, and you ain't got to ask the producer because I already did. <laughs> and I know you know, but how, 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 how he's not the best or arguably second best ever to play the game. I think it's definitely up for for an argument. I mean, LeBron longevity in this league alone. He's he's done this at a high level. At, like you said, Pac, a year twenty to be averaging twenty seven is now. Absurd. Do you think uh, what's the name? Well, I can't even speak it. Say his name for me. Who we just talking about? Dallas. Uh, oh, uh, Luka Doncic. Yes. Do you think his ass gonna average twenty seven points and play twenty years? Well, you got to remember you he came think, in young too. He might. Do you think he gonna play twenty years and average twenty seven? points? I, he actually has the possibility to do it, bro. Nah, that's a Brady style. Like, nobody. Hey, bro, if he'll do that, that I, I swim the Ohio River, bro. <laughs> I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.